1: with 100 delicious healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold.
0: The Best Hard Rock, The Best Heavy Metal, Talking Metal, a podcast hosted by Mark Striegel and John Astronomy. Available through iTunes and most other podcast providers. Feel the power. Feel the glory. TalkingMetal.com
2: Hey, it's John Astronomy here. Take two. We are at the Juan Valdez Coffee Shop, 44th Street, 9th Avenue in New York City. 41st Street. This is Mark Striegel.
3: (laughs) We just taped about a 30-minute podcast and realized that we had the mic jack plugged into the headphone jack, so... That was a good podcast, too bad. But anyways, guys, we had a great time hanging out with you at the Screaming Metal show about a week and a half ago out in Clifton, New Jersey, a rock and roll haven in New Jersey. Clifton, it rocks, that town. If you guys have seen the Wrestler movie, a lot of that was actually shot in Clifton, and... Uh, I got a cold, as you can hear today, by the way. sounds like a frog's in my throat. But anyways, big special thanks to Z-Man, Exciter, Shotaholic. I mean, Shot is amazing. He brought us these amazing drawings. He drove all the way down from Massachusetts. Z-Man, in from California with his wife. Exciter, all the way up from D.C. Maelstrom was hanging out. Gary Maelstrom drove out from Long Island. There was over 200, what, 250 Talking Metal Maniacs packed into this small club.
2: Yeah, there were about 250 paying customers, uh, which is unbelievable. There were probably about 50 or more non-paying customers in there, so we just had a blast. The place was jam-packed. We broke attendance records at Dingbats for at least five, six months. Uh, CC Banana was telling us that uh, a a great band like like Britney Fox, for example, uh, played there, and how many people did they have?
3: According to him, he said they had 35 paying customers when Britney Fox played there, and which is sad because that's a great band, and, and you'd think people would be out supporting them. But, uh, I mean, to think that we had 250 people there, and that's uh, all thanks to you guys, the Talking Metal listeners, and Dan Lorenzo and Alan Tecchio, who brought a, a lot of their fan base, too. So uh, it was, a, it was a, just a blast. Uh, Ron Lipnicki on the drums. We had uh, Rob Dukes come up on stage. The Talking Metal family was fully represented with uh, Metal Mike in the house, Bud Friendly, CC Banana. It was a rocking time. Guys, you made our year with that gig. Thanks for uh, making it happen.
2: Thank you, guys. Shotaholic, thank you so much for that artwork. All of you dudes, Z-Man, Exciter, Maelstrom, thank you so much. It means so much to us. You don't know. We really appreciate it. Thanks to Rob Dukes. Thanks to Metal Mike. Thanks to Dave from Autumn Hour who came up. Thanks to Low Buzz who did a special guest appearance with us and let us use their gear. These guys are killer. It's their last gig. It was their last gig, but we hope they reconsider because they were a great band. We got a, a really great show today for you guys. We have an interview coming up with our new friend, John Wiederhorn, host of MTV2's Headbangers blog, podcast, great guy. That's coming up soon. We've got some music from Exodus, some music from Low Buzz, and I'm going to turn the microphone over to Mog Striegel.
3: Cool. Thanks, John. Yeah, let's play some Exodus right now. Big thanks to Rob Dukes for coming down to the show and jamming with us. This is Raised by Exodus. Buy it on iTunes for 99 cents.
2: That was raised by Exodus Vine on iTunes. It's linked through our show notes. Special thanks again to Rob Dukes.
3: Yeah, use those links in the show notes. Those help us out. Breaking Guns N' Roses news, a couple items here. This, I believe, is an exclusive. A lot Rumors flying that Frank is no longer in the band because Brain, former Primus uh, and Guns N' Roses drummer, posted something saying he was going to be touring with Guns N' Roses. Guys, uh, I I have uh, heard from Frank. He is still in the band, so um, no need to start rumors on the message boards. Frank is definitely in Guns N' Roses, and Guns is working on some stuff right now, so we look forward to hearing from Guns N' Roses real soon. Uh, Let's get into a little Low Buzz. We played the gig with these guys. They helped us out, and we used some of their equipment. Great band, great song. Sound sample from Low Buzz. This is problem.
2: That was Problem by Lobuz. We'll blow through
3: some of this. My brother has a, an article up in our news section written by Mike Striegel, my brother, about KISS. Uh, it's a good editorial. I recommend reading it. If you are a KISS fan, I apologize. I'm sick. I'm struggling here today. Uh, there's going to be another year this summer with no OzFest, which is a, a sad thing. Ozzy is hitting the studio and I guess doing this uh, show for Fox, which I saw a trailer for. It didn't really look all that great i, I didn't think uh, have you seen that yet
2: no i have not yet
3: okay anyways uh, i have an interview up on about.com the exact link is http colon slash slash heavy metal dot about.com dot it's in the interview section big big thanks to chad for hooking that up and uh, i think chad said he talked to you too i don't know if you're interested
2: Yeah, I want to talk to him. We haven't spoken yet, but we are definitely going to set up an interview uh, soon. And uh, I've always checked out stuff on his site. I've frequented that particular website. He's a cool dude.
3: Cool. Well, let's uh, listen to another piece of music, and then we'll come back with uh, our interview with John. This is a New York City man called SOS, and this is called Daddy Like. That was Daddy Like by S.O.S. You can visit them online, S.O.S.NYC.com. Check it out. And uh, I guess go into the interview?
2: Yeah. Why don't we go into the interview? We'll come out with a tune, and then we'll say goodbye to you guys. But let me tell you guys, we are doing a lot of work with MTV Networks right now. This is an interview we did at the famous 1515 Broadway building right in the middle of Times Square with our good friend John Wiederhorn, who is the host of the Headbangers Blog podcast, and he also does the Headbangers Blog, and this guy is, like, totally into metal. He posts tons of great metal news and and cool articles that he writes on the Headbangers Blog multiple times per day, and he's a, a writer for Revolver and a bunch of other magazines, so you'll hear that in this interview. Without any further ado, here is John Wiederhorn. Hey, this is John Astronomy. I'm here with Mark Striegel. We are at the official MTV Network's lodge with our very special guest, John Wiederhorn of the Headbangers blog. How you doing, John? Doing pretty well. How about yourself? Pretty good, Mark.
4: Maybe you should explain what the lodge is. I'll do it. The lodge is a cafeteria type of thing. It actually used to actually look like a ski lodge, but it has since been remodeled and it looks like something out of 2001 or something right now. <laughs>
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's like this silver chain metal wall, a bunch of TV screens, some crazy little lights. And uh, we've seen a lot of wild stuff here. I've seen Sheryl Crow play here live. I've been, and let me explain this to you guys. There is an actual balcony that you can go out in the summer and you can eat overlooking Times Square. And it's really, really cool. Cool. But we're honored
4: to have John here from the Headbangers Ball blog. How did you get involved with Headbangers Ball?
1: Well, before I was uh, doing Headbangers blog, uh, I was at MTV News. And uh, I worked there for four years, uh, covering all kinds of news stories, um, writing features. uh, But basically, metal was my beat. So I did uh, all kinds of music, but, but sort of I was the go-to guy when there was a Metallica story to do or a priest story or, you know, something was going on with Korn or whoever. Um, and then uh, several years ago, um, I actually had my second child, <laughs> very not metal, but <laughs> um, and at that point I decided that the insanity of a newsroom really wasn't the place to be with a newborn. So I went off staff. Um, Continued freelancing for MTV News and freelanced for a bunch of other places, including Revolver Magazine. Um, And uh, then at one point, uh, about 18 months ago, um, a couple people approached me and said, uh, hey, you know what, Uh, we're starting up these blogs, would you be interested in the metal blog? And uh, you know, it'd be the official Headbangers Ball uh, blog, which would uh, link to the uh, you know uh, the the television show, of course. Um, and uh, I thought that was a great opportunity, and it's just uh, it's worked out really well. And they have
4: now put up other Headbangers Ball content on the site. You can actually
1: watch some of the old shows. I guess is that correct? Well, we have a lot of the videos accessible from the site. Um, and then we do a lot of video premieres in tandem with the show. So, say uh, you know there's going to be a new creator video. Um, we will ask if we can get the exclusive uh, rights to put it, to put that up on the blog on a Thursday or a Friday. So we'll have the video up um, before anyone else has it on their site, and then it'll go on the show on uh, on Saturday. So it's a nice package, and and we've worked together uh, really closely with. Uh, uh, Headbangers Ball um, to do that. Uh, we've linked to sections from uh, from past shows, but uh, and, and we do have uh, the most current shows every week um, accessible from the blog. But uh, if you want to go back to the Ricky Rackman years, um, that's a little tougher.
4: There, there are some of them up there, though. I like there was an old episode with Howard Stern and Leslie West that was uh, on the site, which I was watching the other day um, through the banner that we have up on Talking Metal.
2: Yeah, them. We have now two banners up, by the way. We have a banner that links directly to the Headbangersblog.com site, and then we have another banner that links to a Headbangers ball page. Maybe that's what you were watching. Almost
1: an archive page of sorts. Right. Uh, Yeah, there's a Headbangers ball page on mtv 2 um, and that it, that will also link to the blog. But uh, yeah, to celebrate the twentieth anniversary of Headbangers Ball, we put up a bunch of content, uh, including uh, uh, the the first few uh, shows from uh, from Headbangers Ball. We we couldn't get the first because the tape apparently burned in a fire. So yes. <laughs> that is kind of metal. <laughs> yeah, that fire happened
4: at 1775 when the, the main offices were up there, and it was uh, the guy who hosted 120 minutes, Dave Dave, uh, Kendall. Dave Kendall. It was his. Uh, Uh, office where the fire started.
2: Did
1: Did Dave Kendall set the place ablaze? Is that what he He actually
2: did and what's really funny is that, for example here's a tape that's very uh, important to me, the unmasking of KISS in 1983. There were two physical tapes. There was a blue, one inch uh, tape, a one inch tape in a blue case and then there was a three quarter tape and if you actually go pull that three quarter tape today, the tape cases melted due to this infamous fire yeah there was a lot of stuff lost in that fire
4: it's a interesting part of mtv uh, history so how often is the blog updated and besides videos video premieres what else can we expect on the headbangers blog
1: uh, the headbangers blog is updated pretty much three to four times a day. I put three to four posts up. Uh, We do video premieres along with uh, some some copy, usually quotes from band members about uh, what went into the video shoot and and who worked on it and what that was like. Uh, We also have interviews with artists. Uh, Every Friday we do a podcast, which is uh, usually an interview with um, one musician from a band. We just did Mark Morton from Lamb of God. Uh, Before that, we did Doc Coyle from uh, God Forbid. So uh, those have been going really well, and then uh, we have a variety of other content, including uh, just breaking news stories, um, reviews of shows. uh, You know, with a lot of them have accompanying accompanying photography. Um, I'll just bring my SLR, get a photo pass, and just shoot off some, uh, some quick shots, which is, which is a lot of fun. Uh, without any real formal training in photography, it's been a, it's been a good hobby. And uh, it's pretty cool to be in the front row taking, taking uh, photos of some of these guys. So that's cool. Um, and then we also have guest blogs uh, where we uh, ask you know, musicians from... And we've had everyone from uh, Chad from Mudvayne to uh, uh, Maynard from Tool... Um, we just ask them to uh, write about something that's of interest to them. Really, um, you know, we're not looking for uh, uh, partying in the in the tour bus kind of story, or we're on the road with blank band kind of piece. But just, uh, you know, uh, sort of an essay about something that uh, they find interesting or meaningful. And, and we've gotten some great stuff. Um, we got a really good piece on uh, drinking and uh, 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 fine wine um, that was done by Scotty and of Anthrax, which was very cool. And uh, the gals from Kitty uh, wrote us about uh, their love for horror movies. So uh, it's really cool. It's a nice uh, additional feature we have on the site. What
4: is the best way that the Talking Metal listener could uh, access the blog as
1: far as a web address? Uh, The the best address is uh, www.headbangersblog.com. And uh, it's not Headbangers Ball blog, so it's a little confusing. Even though we're called the Headbangers Ball blog, it's headbangersblog.com. Very cool, John. So I wanted to actually go back a little further and ask you
2: about your history because we've actually had Talking Metal listeners ask us how to get involved in A, podcasting, or B, journalism, and you're the perfect
1: guy to answer the journalism question. Now, did you go to school in Boston? Is that how it started? Yeah, I went to uh, Boston University School of Communications, and I majored in journalism. Great. And were you always a metal fan back
2: then, or when did you really find out that you really just loved metal?
1: No, I I grew up with metal. Um, I was, uh, you know, a a big fan of uh, ACDC, Judas Priest, Rush, when I was a A pre-teenager. Kind of a funny story. Um, I have a a cousin who's a couple years older than me. He uh, and I were were talking about music, and uh, he had this just wild, crunchy, crunchy, guitar-driven stuff that, uh, that he was playing for me. I'm like, wow, what is that? And it turned out to be Judas Priest's Hellbent for Leather, and he showed me the cover art of the uh, you know, the guy with the sunglasses that were cracked and shattered and covered in blood, and I was sold from that moment on.
4: Cool. And you also, outside of MTV, you do a lot of other articles and journalism for magazines like Revolver. You've done some of their recent cover stories. Can you talk about who you've covered recently for Revolver magazine?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm a senior writer uh, at Revolver, and uh, I've done uh, cover stories and features uh, for them. Um, I've recently done uh, cover stories on uh, Slipknot, um, the Metal Masters tour, which was the uh, Judas Priest, uh, Testament, Motorhead, and uh, Heaven and Hell tour. Um, I've done uh, Mudvayne, that was a cover story for, uh, for them. And uh, I'm working on a cover story now on uh, Mastodon. Um, so they keep me pretty busy. What was really interesting, and I found this out from your article
2: on Mudvayne, is that the current album out is not technically their newest
1: album. They actually have another album completely done. And is that true? And tell us a little bit about that. Right, yeah, exactly. It's, it's uh, funny, they were working on, on this record uh, you know, 18 months ago, finished it. Um, I believe Dave Fortman was the... Uh, the producer. If I'm wrong, that's uh, that's bad for me. But uh, it was uh, it was done. Uh, they were getting ready to go on uh, on the road with uh, w- where Chad uh, Gray and 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 uh, you know his guitarists were getting ready to go on the road with Hell Yeah, which they're also involved in, which is of course the band with uh, with Vinnie Paul, ex uh, Pantera, and. Um, they had this period where they couldn't do anything with Mudvayne because they were going to be on the road for a year with uh with Hell yeah. So um, what they did is they put the record on hold. Uh it was done. They decided they'd revisit it once they uh got off the tour and then uh see if they wanted to add anything to it. They got off the tour, decided they still loved it, and they just wrote a bunch of new songs. Uh finished a second record and uh they put the first one out like 3 months ago and the second one they want uh they want it probably to hit before the end of the year. It's almost unheard of for a band to actually have two albums completely finished and then they release one, go on tour, and then have another one ready to go immediately. Right. Well, it, it, it's kind of what System of a Down did, I guess, with Hypnotize and Mesmerize. But in their case, they wrote a batch of songs that were completed written all at the same time and and then decided to split them up. But yeah, in this case they actually finished a record. Uh you know, they weren't sure they still wanted to use all that material and then they did and then they wrote more stuff. They they're just a very prolific bunch of guys and uh it's it's sort of an interesting um you know, turn of events, which happened. But uh, they're uh, insisting that uh, the next album is is uh, the one they're really excited about, as much as they like uh, what they just put out. So it's sort of a predicament they're in waiting to, to deal with this material, um, you know, while right now they've got to promote what they've, uh, what they've got out. And John, before we let you go, I
4: just wanted to stress to the Talking Metal listeners that Headbangers Ball... Is alive and well in many different forms. We have the podcast, which you host, which is available in places like iTunes. Uh, we have the Headbangers blog, and the TV show is still happening,
1: correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the TV show is now uh, 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. on Saturday, and uh, some people said, "Oh, it's 2 a.m. It's no longer at midnight." Uh, you know that, that that doesn't bode well. But actually, uh, the marketing studies have have proven that uh, a lot more people watch it at that hour, and and uh, it, it does better in the ratings. So uh, that's why it was moved to uh, to that time. And of course, people TiVo it. So uh, yeah, you know, we'll we'll put uh, a. a 10 new videos or so on uh uh, every week uh some of which are premieres some of which are just things that are in rotation and uh there's a nice interplay between what's on headbangers ball and what's on headbangers blog so you know tune into both and
4: is it still mostly new stuff with a few classics sprinkled in or is there less classic stuff on the headbangers ball tv show now
1: we try to get in uh, at least a couple of uh, classic videos, but a classic video c- can still be a video by a new band. So it's not always, you know, Judas Priest. You've got another thing coming, or, or Black Sabbath, Paranoid. Um, sometimes we'll put up an old video by, you know, Carcass, or uh, an old video by. Uh, a new band like Killswitch Engage so um, you know there's a lot of things that can can classify as as classic but yeah we try to get as much of the show as we can to be fresh and uh, you know vibrant and new uh, as many premieres as possible and then uh, a bit of the classics so uh, you know a little bit of everything
2: Great well John thank you very much for taking the time out to hang out with Mark and I on Togging Metal and we hope to hang out with you on the Headbangers blog podcast very soon
1: Sounds great it was a lot of fun thanks
0: Child. Life what's over. I turn wild.
3: What you just heard was the band Aftertaste with the song "Why." Great band. I'm glad I discovered these guys. They sent their CD in to Talking Metal a few months back, and I finally got around to listening to it. Great stuff. Aftertaste. That's A-F-T-E-R-T-A-Y-S-T. And the song, of course, was "Why."
2: Very cool, Mark. Mark is the guy that always knows about the new metal happening. And uh, knew about a lot of stuff before I did. Mark was the first dude to ever tell me about a website way back in the day, in the late 90s. It's really cool. And speaking of the website, I'm going to start up on that Lady Space column again. I already have somebody that is uh, in the wings. I got the photos. They're ready to go. And I've got a whole bunch of people on deck, including uh, a few friends of mine that uh, showed up to the Hotel for the Encores after the Screaming Metal gig.
3: Very cool. Can't wait to see those. Cool. I just wanted to mention before we go that the AFP has released their top 20 best selling albums of 2008 globally. These are the biggest selling albums of 2008. Period. Number one, Coldplay. Number two, ACDC Black Ice. Number three was the Mamma Mia soundtrack, Duffy at number four, Metallica at number five with Death Magnetic. Uh, Going down to number 10, Rihanna, we're jumping over some, uh, 11 was Madonna with Hard Candy, Uh, 13 was Pink with Fun House, and at number 14, the number 14th biggest selling album of 2008, period, Guns N' Roses, Chinese Democracy, beating... Britney Spears, who is at number fifteen, uh, for anybody who still insists this album was a failure, you are sick in the head. I, I am serious, man. This is an album that was only out for five weeks in two thousand eight. Yet it beats Britney Spears. It beats beats the Jonas Brothers. Beats Taylor Swift. I mean, my God.
2: Yeah, and and here's another thing. If you just take out the hard rock, metal, it's the third biggest selling album of the year, and Remember, guys, it was only out for, like, a little over a month. If you just count the metal bands, you got ACDC 1, Metallica 2, and Guns N' Roses 3. So, you know, we don't want to hear any more of that negative Guns N' Roses talk because this album did great, and, you know, you can't argue it. Worldwide statistics, and, uh, you know, that's that. Congratulations, Axel, and Guns N' Roses.
3: This is American Uprise with... The song, American Uprise. Have a good one, guys. Send us an email at talkingmetal at (laughs) yahoo.com.